So if you've been listening to the episodes where I talk about the theory I'm developing and the book I'm writing, you might be wondering, is this theory too complicated? Isn't functional programming just programming with functions? What's the point of this theory anyway? Well, my name is Eric Normand, and I am writing a book, and these are my thoughts on functional programming. And I want to address those questions, um, because someone did mention on Twitter that he believes, and he's, you know, a very smart person, has done his research, um, he mentioned that he believes that functional programming quite simply means programming with mathematical functions, so pure functions. And uh, if you are not doing that, so you're using some kind of effect or something, then you're doing imperative programming. And nothing wrong with either of them. You know, sometimes you got to do imperative programming and sometimes you got to do functional programming. And it's just as simple as that. Um, so the reason I don't think that that is good enough as an answer. I mean, I think it, it makes a lot of sense. It's like valid in itself. It's self-consistent, right? Like functional programming is pure functions. Programming with effects is imperative. It makes total sense. Um, but the reason I don't think it works as a paradigm is that an imperative programmer, you know, like someone who's just using uh, who's not familiar with functional programming, let's, let's say that. Someone who's not familiar with functional programming would never make those distinctions. So there's something about functional programming or functional programmers that, that they make this distinction between imperative and pure functions. Right? So you have to capture that. That it's not just I'm using pure functions, it's also that I've made this distinction and I've limited the amount of imperative code that I'm going to write and isolated it out and I've identified it as such and I'm going to do as much as I can in the purely functional stuff. So it has to be part of your understanding of the, the way you're going to code that there is a distinction between the two. And I don't think that someone who's doing object-oriented programming makes that distinction. Right? We, we, I think even in the first episode of this I talked about object-oriented programming as a paradigm and I, I tried to compare them to functional compare the functional paradigm and the object-oriented paradigm in the sense that, that they're not doing the same things. There's no easy way to translate between the concepts of object-oriented and the concepts that I laid out of functional. And so this brings me to the idea that we should talk a little bit about the goals of this theory. Because... Um, I'm, I'm doing this, 
I'm developing this theory, and the theory has to satisfy a few goals for it to be useful. So one is it has to be coherent and consistent with the, the, the way we actually do program. And I hope I'm, I hope I'm getting at something there by, by dividing the world into three, those three domains of data, calculations, and actions. But another is that it has to be generative. So it has to explain, but it has to, it has to justify the complications of explanation with it providing something new. Right? It can't just be a good explanation that's really complicated. Because I do think that there's something nice and elegant about saying functional programming is programming with pure functions. But it, like I said, it leaves out all of the contributions to um, actions, to the effects, to the imperative side that something like Haskell is providing. Like there's a lot of contributions there, right? In terms of how they compose and um, what, what are some interesting ones that will be easier to reason about. We talked a lot about that already um, in, in a previous episode. And so you, you don't want to leave that stuff out. You don't want to say, well, sometimes you're doing functional programming in Haskell and sometimes you're doing imperative. You want to say, this is, this is the functional contribution to imperative, right? And so that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. And so some of the stuff that um, I hope to get to uh, in this series is the generative stuff. What new stuff does this way of explaining let us talk about? Let us think about? We've got to be able to have new ideas because we've got this theory. And those, those ideas have to be good. <laughs> uh, that's, that's an issue as well. So one of those ideas is the idea of um, that in the three domains you've got actions and calculations and data. If you compose an action with any of the other two things, so if you compose an action with a calculation or you compose an action with data, then you have kind of infected the whole thing now that thing that you have built out of by composing the two things is now an action that affects infect everything that they touch is, is another way to put it and I don't think that this well I think that that this separation of stuff into domains allows you to even talk about that that, you know, the idea that there are some things that are effects that are called imperative programming and that there are some things that are pure functions and we call that functional programming, it doesn't talk about the fact that you can compose the two. 
and what happens when you do. And so it, that gives a reason for having the isolation, gives a reason for having a type in Haskell called I.O. That, that isolates all the effects so that they're not infecting all your other code. Or at least if you do infect your other code, you uh, are well aware of it. Your compiler can reason that, yes, this has been infected. It's now an I.O. Um, another thing that, I, I don't know if this is quite generative, but I think it's, uh, it's it, it, it might be, it's close, is that uh, all of the uh, ways that actions could be decomposed based on the time, right? So is it, does it matter when it's called or does it matter how many times it's called? To, to talk about actions in that way um, is, you know, something that you could imagine an, an imperative programmer doing. I don't know if there's anyone who would call themselves an imperative programmer, but I'm using that as a term just to, just to have something to call non-functional programmers, right? People who are doing... JavaScript or PHP and they're just calling effects and, and, and they're thinking of everything in terms of like this step and this step and this step they don't have a name for themselves and I, I do it too sometimes when that's the mode I'm in um, but they're not they're not thinking about that Right? That's not a thing that they're doing is trying to say, trying to break down these actions and say it really matters. In this one, it doesn't matter how many times, but it matters when. Or in this one, it matters, it matters how many times and it doesn't matter when. Right? So, well, I think that that's enough for now. Uh, thank you all for listening. Keep the questions coming. And I will see you later.